Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hi, guys. It's Wednesday. We're back. I'm so excited. And today I have a healing for you. I got an anonymous request for a healing, and it is, I know it's a man, so I made up a name for him. I'm going to call him Chris. He's got a really good healing uh, topic, so I think everyone is going to appreciate it. But also I'm going to be doing some more on the polarities. Now, if anybody wants to call in, please do at 646-668-8565. That's 646-668-8565. Or if you just can't call in because you work during the work day, uh, funny thing that people do work, give me uh, reach out for me via email. And it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I also want to say that in two days, I will be at the Conscious Life Expo. It's my quote-unquote maiden voyage. I have never done an expo before, so and I decided last minute, <laughs> really last minute, So, but I think I'm pretty well organized. It's exciting. I do have a talk at 3 o'clock. It's not a very good time because by the time I signed up, there were very few times left. There were really only two times left. So I picked that one. Both of them, neither one were very exciting. Uh, And uh, I do know that I'm going to have good grief. Somebody's just knocking on my door. I'm not sure why, Um, but I can't get it. Just, Just one sec. Oh, gosh. I can't get it. I don't know why someone would knock on the door. Anyway, I'm um, I would just really love for anyone to come. Just a minute, they don't. I'm on the radio. I can't t- get the door. Who is it? Just leave it outside the door, please. Oh, I'm sorry that I have. A, I'm on a radio show. I can't leave, and I'm yelling at everybody now. What? Thank you. After eleven thirty. Sorry, guys. Oh, that was weird. It was FedEx. I have a package, um, and I'm expecting something for the expo. It's very exciting. I'm bringing out, introducing everyone to the catalytic art that I've been doing since 1983, and I kind of put it on the back burner because when I started coming out into this new world of having it as my reaching out to you guys and sharing with you the higher self information as a career, I decided to just put the artwork on the back burner simply because I was so busy writing books, learning how to be on the radio, um, (laughs) teaching, doing private sessions, everything that I have been learning all this time. But recently, a very nice, wonderful lady who's been attending my meetups from time to time, she bought a couple of pieces of artwork off my my, uh, website, and it kind of triggered me to get back into it and for the 
for the expo, I have created some tarot card decks from my catalytic art. It's really exciting, and I've, I've had a tarot deck for myself for many, many years, and I've given them away to other people many years ago, but I don't talk about any of these things because I've got so much other, so many other things to focus on. So now I'm feeling relaxed about being on the radio. Boy, if I can scream at the door, <laughs> that uh, is something, right? Uh, I would never have done that. I don't know what I would have done three or four years ago when I started on the radio. But in any case, guys, we have a lot to do today. And I hope that some people, anybody who's in the L.A. area, will stop by and see me. I'm at booth T4, and it's on the plaza lobby level at the LAX Hilton Hotel. It's the Conscious Life Expo, and I'm sure you can get a lot of information if you Google it. Anyway, I think I started to talk about, you can email me if you have any questions. I can't remember if I finished that thought. But just in case I didn't, if you are working and you can't call live or you just prefer to do an email rather rather than to call in live, you can. You can send me an email with whatever your issue or problem or upset is or whatever you want balance and healing on, and I will do it on the radio. I don't – I will always respond. I will absolutely do the healing. I can't ever promise when it will come up because – I never know, and from week to week, the I mean, it's been fairly consistent because I've got a lot of this polarity information, but most of the time, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think I'm going to end up jumping around to different topics, and one topic that I definitely am going to come back to is the healing on the earth because it turns out, my assistant tells me, that the earth, the archive earth show that I did has had more listeners than any other show. I think something like double, because I think people are just so interested in keeping the earth healthy and doing what we can to help the earth. So I think it draws people's attention. And that was a very interesting show for me personally, because I'd never done it. And yet some fascinating stuff came out and I learned from it. And so I think I will be getting back to it again. I don't know when. Okay, now I've decided that I'm going to do the healing first before I do more of the polarity information. And the reason is that I'm never sure how long the healing is going to go. And so I don't want to get really into the polarity stuff only to find that I have to cut the healing part short. So I think it's just, it's less worrisome for me because in the back of my mind as I'm talking about the polarity stuff I would worry oh maybe I should cut it off here I don't know how long the healing will be so it's just better if I do the healing first then there's no concerns no no worries and the the request I think I mentioned came in anonymous or maybe I didn't I do know it's a guy yes I did mention this anyway I've given him the name of Chris I really have no idea what his name is and that's fine. I don't need to know. The higher selves know, you know. <laughs> there is, there's never any worry that I'm going to work on the wrong person. And as you remember, I think I mentioned it last week even, 
if you go to heal the knee and it's the elbow that needs healing, the elbow is going to get it. Like with Alicia, I went to heal the left lung. That's what her mom had told me to heal. And I ended up, kept seeing the healing energy going to the right lung. And I was theorizing this out of the other, only find out several weeks later that it was the right lung that needed the healing. So it's the same way with the person. It's going to go to the right person. And so today we're going to work on Chris. And I'm going to read you what he wrote to me. Okay. He said, perhaps you can help me with my current situation. It's a common pattern in my life. Now, first of all, He's noticing a pattern, which is great. Sometimes things happen and they seem very different and we miss the fact that it's a pattern. So for me, already, I feel good that he's picked up that he has a pattern. So that's great. Uh, they, he has, it's a common pattern in my life to have everything build up and then destroyed. I find myself constantly having to reinvent the wheel in a sense. I'm currently in one of the pitfall stages. I believe it will all come back and more so long as I continue to work hard and invest myself in the betterment of the situation. Though I want, as so many do, stability in life, an endless stream of wealth in which to prosper, not this bipolar career. Now, it's interesting that he calls his career bipolar because here we go. I've been talking about polarities and I get this email, maybe he heard my show. I got it through a friend of a friend that so really came indirectly to me. So my feeling is that that he hadn't heard any of the the polar polarity shows. But in any case, he's swinging back and forth between everything going well in his career, and then he goes into the pit. Everything is not going well. And then he swings back, and then it goes back again. And he can't seem to find that balance right in the center to that gives him stability. And so it, again, is one like a polarity in his life that he's dealing with. And he sees the pattern, so this is all great. Then he says, of the prospects, which he means a possible job, I face my new work, I face in my new work endeavors, Okay, so he has a possible job, but one in particular, he has possible jobs, but one in particular would change his life completely, would take me around the world to a higher echelon of his profession, of my profession, he says. It's certainly a rainbow that leads to a pot of gold, as much as I try to keep my hopes from getting too high and and facing the fate of Icarus. It still consumes me. Now, you probably remember Icarus flies to the sun and the wings melt or something. I'm, I'm not too up on that myth, but I, I do know it has something to do wanting to soar and fly, and then he goes too close to the sun and the wings dissolve. It also reminds me of Sisyphus. That's another myth, and I don't know too much about that either, except for he's rolling a stone up a hill. It's a big, heavy stone. It's a lot of work. Uh, uh, uh. And he gets it to the top of the ha- hill. And then it falls down, and he has to go back down and do it all over again. So either way, he's in a situation where he doesn't get the fruits of his labor. Whether he's Icarus or he's Sisyphus, he's not getting the fruits of his labor. Okay, so he says, my questions are, this common pattern I experience increases in duration and prosperity each time I experience it in a positive phase. So he sees it getting better in the positive phase. So he wants to know, is it likely to continue 
or is it a means to a greater end, which will inevitably lead to the sustained wealth and happiness I seek? I'd also like to ask about the job prospect I wish for and have interviewed for. Is there any way to spiritually draw the cards in my favor? <laughs> Don't we all want to know about that? We do. But unfortunately, as you guys probably know, I rarely predict anything. It's not really a part of my wheelhouse. From time to time, in general, I might see something and I will let people know generally about it. So for Chris, probably that answer is not going to come. However, I want to just put out the idea. I don't know what's going to come up in the healing, but I do want to put out the idea before I go into the healing that often we all get into the mindset, so to speak, that there's one job, one person, one solution, one answer, one something that is going to make it all right for us. Now, I'll tell you a few things. First of all, when we have our mind set on a certain thing, anything else is going to be dis disappointing, discouraging, uh, upsetting. We're going to feel like a failure. We're going to feel we did something wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So when we set our mindset on the end goal, and that is the one answer, it kind of locks us, locks out all the other possibilities. It keeps us anchored, always waiting for that one thing. It is a very normal, very common thing that we all do, but I want to just put out there that it has a real downside, that that, that end goal there's one thing that's going to fix me, fix my life, fix everything. Now, we all know, for example, there are many roads to Rome. So first of all, there usually is, are many possibilities, many solutions, many opportunities, many people, many jobs, many this. I mean, if, you, if we get into a mindset that there's one person who is our soulmate and that person doesn't show up or we decide in our mind exactly how that person has to look, be, everything. And we don't find that person. We could live our whole life without love, without sharing, without manifesting a very beautiful love relationship because we've, we're focused in and we're stuck on holding on to the one answer. So first of all, I just want to say we all have this tendency it's part of the human condition and also just to keep in mind that there are many roads to Rome okay the other part of it that I would like to say is often when we're doing this work and we're beginning to really start to shift and heal our misunderstandings and and our upsets our emotions our uh, false beliefs our limited judgments our self-criticism our hurt our pain whatever we're working to heal what often happens is, and I think I talked about this just last week or the week before, it isn't the job, the person, the this, this, this that happens. It often comes in doorways, a series of doorways. Remember I talked about Alexandra, who I did this big healing on her. And what happened was, I, I told her just what I'm telling you now. Be open for opportunities that come in with the understanding that it may not be the goal that you're looking for or the answer, but it's an opportunity. If a door opens, walk through it, see what comes up. And she did exactly that. 
she got invited to a New Year's party. She was the one who was having problems with. She had to move out. She didn't have a job for months. She couldn't get herself to pack. It was just a huge stress for her. She got frozen in place. But she got invited to this party, and she goes to the party, and not only does she find somebody to help her with the packing, but completely unexpected. She made new friends. She found someone to room with. They got a place together. And she also, out of that party, got a job offer, or maybe it wasn't directly at the party, but from some of these new people that she'd met, she ended up getting a job offer and moved into a full-time job. So that's what I mean by the doorways. That's just such a perfect example. And so that's what I want to say to Chris, because I don't believe he's listening now, but I do believe he's going to be listening to the show after the fact. So I want to say to you, Chris, to open up your, as best you can, and the healing today will help with this, open up the viewpoint, the tunnel vision, so that you can begin to see that there's much more out there than maybe you can even conceive of right now. And that it also, that there could be this stepping stone process where one door leads to another door, which leads to another door. Maybe it's the third, maybe it's the sixth, maybe it's the tenth door that is the quote-unquote pot of gold, what you what really brings your life into that stability and balance that you want. I don't know. It's different for each individual, but I encourage you to do that. Okay. So, I have to take a little bit of water, guys. Okay. So, let's get going on on the healing. I do want to say that because Chris is new to this, I probably will go in a little more detail, even though I'm already so detailed. You're thinking, more detail? How could she get more detail? Well, actually, it's probably not going to be that much more because I never, never know when I have new people. But I'm going to address the healing really to Chris, and I want you all to understand that whatever comes up for Chris could be active in your own patterns. Even if you're not conscious of it, we have to know that we've experienced similar similar events, similar misunderstandings, similar, we carry similar beliefs, similar of so much just because we've been in so many thousands and tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of lifetimes. So there is virtually nothing new, and we carry all of it with us at the soul level. So I really want to encourage all the listeners to take part in the healing at the same time that I'm doing it for Chris. When I address Chris, just do the same thing yourself, even though I'm speaking to him directly. Okay. So now I'm going to ask Chris and all of you to please make yourself comfortable. Just relax, quiet the mind, find an area that you can be quiet for a bit. You can hear noises in the outside, in the back of your, and you know, out in the outer reality, maybe traffic noises or a dog barking or the heat coming on, that's okay. You can just be aware of the noise in the background, but I want you to focus, Chris, on my voice. It's a simple technique to help bring your mind's eye in to focus right now. It is the conscious focus of attention that is our turn-on switch 
that enables us to do the healing utilizing the divine energies. I will explain that in a in a minute. But I want you to focus on my voice, maybe focus on the position of your arms and legs and hands and feet, anything to bring that mind in from wandering. Now, if you find your mind wanders during the healing, that's okay. Just pull it back in, start listening to my voice again. You can always hear the show over and over again. You're not going to miss anything, but as best you can, keep the focus of attention present. Now, with that focus of attention, First of all, before we get there, I am seeing the, I use a symbol in this, in the healings often of a wagon wheel, and we're all, all the listeners, past, present, and future, are standing around the edge of the wheel. We're all equal, we all work with, for ourselves and with each other, it is a uh, very equal kind of work. I might be sort of the voice behind the work, but it's all happening together. We're all in this together. You, Chris, <coughs> so sorry. You, Chris, are sitting on the hub of the wheel. The hub, you know, the old wagon wheels, like on the wagon trains, there's a, a rim and then there's spokes that go to the hub. And those spokes are going to be utilized by the listeners and by any other that comes to join us in the healing today, people will be sending certain energies or receiving energies, whatever you get, they'll be getting, moving back and forth across the symbolic uh, spokes of the wheel. Now, you are in the center of the, the wagon wheel standing on the hub. And the now moment has popped into place. The now moment is what we were working for when I interrupted and talked about the hub of the wheel. I just got the symbol and wanted to speak it out. But we're all now using that focus of attention to bring the mind's eye in to create the energetic space of the now moment. And I see it very clearly around you, Chris, and I'm seeing it pop up around the whole wheel. And it's there for me. And this this is an energy. It's It almost seems like a balloon, but it doesn't have solid sides. It's an energetic space, and because it's energy, we can manipulate it with that focus of attention. And so right now, all of us are going to expand the now moment to move out, expand in through and around the totality, all around us, 360 degrees, to move to expand the totality of all the past nows and the totality of all the future nows. And so this now moment is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's moving to encompass the totality of your soul, Chris, from the moment it expressed as mineral, and of course with all of us, all the way through all of your experiences within the mineral kingdom, within the plant kingdom, within the the animal kingdom, and the human kingdom and beyond. This is a gigantic time-space continuum. It is, I call it the time-space continuum because it encompasses the totality of the soul experiences, your soul, S-O-U-L, experiences from the time you were mineral all the way up into the ever-becoming, ever-growing, ever-developing moments to moment to moment that's at at the future now. It, because the evolution never ends, it continues to process and grow, 
And so at the future now end, there is, and it's completely open-ended, completely in process, and will never stop. So that's the the time element that it is encompassing the totality of your soul from from all time and as it continues to evolve. The space element is that this energy field actually I see it as moving and being like an arcing through the universe, known and unknown. And it is encompassing the totality of all the soul processes of every single person on the rim of the wheel, every single person that is taking part in this healing, past, present, and future. So it is a huge huge energy field and that's why I call it that silly name the time space continuum because the space part is that you and all of us have been on so many different planets all over the universe that this energy field is encompassing the totality of all of that space okay now in this time space continuum or the forever now moment which is what i call it the forever now moment is encompassing the totality of the of the moments past present and future so this forever now moment is encompassing the totality of all of that and we're all standing in the center of this forever now moment joined in one accord Now, the next thing that we can do with the focus of attention is is we're going to place it on that pure soul essence light that we carry. Every soul, from the moment they're expressed as a mineral and uh, throughout the totality of their sojourn, past, present, and future, has this pure soul essence. Don't worry about the name. It is just what the higher self call it. But what it is, it is that every single soul upon the birthing of itself as a mineral contains the light or an aspect of the originating source. And it is all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. And we carry it for the totality of our sojourn that's unending. We never lose that pure soul essence. It is our purest, most perfect, and most potent power and we are connected to the originating source at all time because of this. Now, the pure soul essence is divine in nature because it is originating source. You could view it as the DNA of originating source. And just like we have DNA that we carry from the our parents, every single cell, whether it's expressing as a bone cell, a blood cell, a brain cell, whatever, carries the full double helix even though it's only expressing a small part of it. And that's exactly the way it is for us. The totality, the true who we are, is the pure soul essence. We are all that originating source was, is, and is is becoming, even though we're only expressing humanity right at the moment. Okay? So this pure soul essence is divine in nature, as I started to say, and because it's divine, it can't willy-nilly come in and fix us. We have to give it permission. We have to invite it in. We have to ask it to help so that it is not trespassing. It will not trespass. So 
the that's what the focus of attention does. It's that focus of attention that's the turn-on switch. It's the invitation to the pure soul essence to become active in this healing today. And we can turn that pure soul essence on anytime we want simply by focusing on it. And I want you to focus on it now and watch as it expands. Watch as the light expands over more and more and more, almost like a heartbeat. And it is just filling your physical body. And then it continues to fill the forever now moment. And it is merging or amalgamating, not only with the totality of your soul process, but the totality with everyone else that is within this forever now moment. So all of us are being joined in one accord with this light. We are becoming one in the light, one with each other and one with the originating source of all there is. Now, we're also going to amalgamate or become one with the conglomerate higher selves. They're your higher selves and my higher selves, the higher selves of everyone in the circle on the standing on the rim and any other higher self from any other realm or direction that care to join with us. It is a very powerful energy. It also is it's from the fifth dimensional realm and therefore it is also held at the divine will level. And I want you to uh, amalgamate or become one with this fifth dimensional higher self energy. I see many higher selves joining with us today. There are people here, uh, there are listeners, or there are people who are actively on the rim of the wheel that you know, and their higher selves are part of it. I'm not sure who they are, but I do see three or four people that have come in to be part of your healing today. Now, they will also experience a healing in their own way. Of course, it will be at the unconscious level. It's in consciousness is power, so to have it in consciousness, it will be very helpful to you. Now, okay, the higher self amalgamation is here, it's in place, and now we're going to become one with the originating source of all there is. Now, of course, we're already one with the originating source. We have that pure soul essence, but by consciously inviting it in, it's our guarantee that we're going to do this healing at the very highest level we can. We will be bringing in information, energies, ideas, concepts, insights, everything at the very highest level that we can manage in the moment. And we always want to work at the highest level. And not only that, but the originating source is a vast and endless resource. It's infinite resource. It's as if the connection with the originating source that we already always have 24-7 forever is expanding and it's as if we're inviting in even more power, more of the energies that we carry. So it is a very powerful thing to become one with the originating source. And you're not aware of this because you've probably never heard, but there's a very, very powerful energy that comes in when we amalgamate now. I call it the dark energy, but it is just as divine as anything else. It's dark mostly from the unknown nature of it. Uh, but we all carry it. It is a kind of creative life force energy. It is an energy that has the innate desire to become, to grow, to give birth, to expand, to express. And that 
every soul is carrying. And by bringing it in along with the symbolic white light of the pure soul essence, we are adding acceleration to the healing. It brings in this innate desire to move into the highest level we can to do the healing. So we are healing not only at the highest level, we're healing the totality of your soul process. So when the healing is ongoing, it's not just healing the you in this body right here now. It also works to heal the you's and all the past and future now simultaneously. I can't focus on all of it all at once, but it is always ongoing. And what the energy does is it works to dissolve the old and recreate the new you. The emergence, you're giving, going to give birth to yourself at, at a higher, more balanced level, so to speak. And that will, as the healing goes on, that will, I, I bring that up because that's what happens and I talk about it when it happens. Okay, so right now I'm seeing you stand on this hub. And it's interesting, the image that I'm getting is one of one of those like skateboard parks or roller blade parks where they have these big half pipes. And I see you sliding down, standing at the top of one side jumping on this slide that slides you to the other side, then you stand up on the other side, then you slide over to the other side, and you're really on this absolute roller coaster or half-pipe coaster going back and forth. And one side represents the the positive, the, the part where you feel successful in your career, the part where you're earning good money, where you feel like you're take, taking steps forward in whatever it is that you do. And it's, it's a very positive side, but there's a part of you that is almost impelled. You're almost, I, I feel this, this, it's just so interesting because as good as that side is, you still feel impelled to get back on the half pipe and slide up to the, the the side that's the difficult side, the side where you're not getting calls for work, the side where you're not um, being feeling satisfied in your work or whatever it is, the more uh, the part of your life pattern that is the, the other pole. And I'm not sure completely what it is, except for maybe you don't have jobs or maybe the jobs are low pay or maybe you're not learning anything. And But, but it's just so interesting because when you're on that positive side, you are actually feeling impelled to get back on to the slide to go to the other side. And that's where I really want to explore because that to me is part, at least part of what's keeping you on this roller coaster or half pipe coaster, whatever you want to call it. So I want to really explore it. And as I bring out these issues, I want you to see, feel, sense energy. You can either release it into this incredibly powerful light, both dark light and white light, but it really is all the same. It's all divine. Whether you see it moving out into the light or you prefer to see the light coming in through and around the totality of who you are and finding those issues and neutralizing them, dissolving them, either way is fine. 
I use both techniques. I interchange them. I go back and forth because basically it's the same thing. So, okay. Okay, so I'm seeing you on top of the good side. You're really feeling on top of the world here and feeling really successful, but there's this niggling. There's something niggling that you try to press down. I'm seeing you trying to repress this niggling thing. And the... Okay, okay. Higher self, please. Give me give me a chance. There's just a ton of things coming up right now. Okay, first of all, one of the niggling things is there could be something better. There's a, a um, some sort of situation in here that no matter how good it gets, how good it is, you're impatient for the next level. You're impatient for the the it getting even better. And so out of that impatience, and we all can relate to it, we want everything yesterday, right? Out of That's part of the niggling, and that's part of what is, is the propellant that gets you to jump back into the half pipe and go into the other side. But that isn't all. There's at least six or eight things here. Let me see if I can get them all, okay? But while I, right now, I want you to begin to see the energy moving in to dissolve this belief that the grass is always greener or wherever you are isn't the right place, that there's somewhere better, that there is, uh, that you have to race and rush and the the process is one, that there's a discomfort with the, with the step stepping. You want to get to the top of the hill without taking the path up, up there. Now, don't we all, we all want to be at the top of the hill, but you know, it's all about paying dues and all of that kind of thing, which, you know, I know you must be aware of. So, but there's that part of you that is just striving for that top so much that it's actually part of the propellant to get you to go on that half pipe. Now, you don't know necessarily that the other side of the half pipe is going to be problems. You think it can lead you to an even better an even better situation than the one you're in. Okay? Now the but what what is happening energetically when you leave the good and you propel yourself to the other side, energetically it's it's a rejection of what you've got. So you carry a rejection pattern also of what you have. You have a rejection pattern for what is good. Now Part of that rejection pattern, I want you to see the energy coming in and dealing with neutralizing that that feelings of rejection. It is big. That rejection pattern is big. And it would affect you, too, on the other side. It's touching you on both sides. Now, I just before I go on, I just have to focus a little bit on this rejection thing because that is, part of it is rejection of the self. There's a part of you that doesn't deserve, feel you don't deserve. There's a part of you that needs to punish. You have a self-sacrificing, self-sabotaging, a self-sabotaging pattern here where you self-sabotage yourself because deep on some deep inner layers, either you feel you deserve to be punished, you deserve to, you don't deserve the good you're getting. Um, I'm not sure exactly of all the elements, but there is a self sabotage pattern here so we want the energies to move in there and i'm feeling a lot around the heart the chest the throat there is a lot of pain here 
Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the survivor guilt in wartime and stuff where people feel guilty for surviving when their their friends, their buddies, their allies, their fellow soldiers die or in any kind of situation, even in a, in a car accident where there are three or four people in the car accident, three die and one is alive. There's often this survivor's guilt. Why me? Why did I get to live? And the there is something to do here with this here. I, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's definitely a lot of it is past life oriented. The idea of survivor's guilt. There have been situations and conditions where you have not felt that you have lived up to being uh, what you had wanted to be, and yet you still made it. And other people who 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 deserved more than you did not make it. And whatever make it is like, but I I mean I could go into the past. I'm getting flashes of past lives, and I'm I, there's so much here I want to get to that I'm not getting into the past lives. There's definitely past lives in like a a palace kind of situation, but it's old. Um, not modern day at all, and the you know hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. And there's okay, there's a lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions because behind it all is a lot of self judgment. There's a lot of self judgment. Now I just finding it so interesting that this is coming up on the positive side. We haven't even got to the negative, difficult part yet. But this is how these things affect even the good in our lives. They affect it really a lot. They don't only create the negative situations in our lives, but they also can derail the good. And this is what you've been doing. These feelings, there's a lot, all that I've talked about, and then the self-judgment, the self-criticism. There's, okay, there's even not only lack of self-love, but almost self-hatred here. It's very, very deep. There's a part of you that feels completely worthless. And as most of the listeners know, I find this in many of my healings. I found it in myself. It is part of the human condition. Everybody has their own unique mix and their own unique, uh, you know, on a big continuum from feeling totally worthy to totally unworthy. And then along the continuum, we all have a different, degree of it right now i'm feeling a very intense sense of worthlessness and i really want that oh gosh it's painful i really want you to to visualize and see the energies working on that worthlessness pattern i see it centered right in the torso it's not only in the heart area the chest area the stomach area it's a really big part it's almost like a big rock or a big solid something and I really want to see that energy work on this and begin to dissolve this worthlessness issue okay okay now see what was happening with these issues that I mentioned and I'm sure there will be a couple more that come up because there were more but I just they have to come back to me the the as these issues are working, you're beginning to actually feel more comfortable with the positive in your life. There's a sense of comfort coming in and a sense of I'm okay and a sense of this is the emergence of you, the the energies that's working to rebuild and and not 
not rebuild what we dissolve, but to build up and empower that part of you that does feel you're okay, that does feel comfortable with having the good in your life, whether it's wealth, whether it's a pot of gold, or whether it's simply being successful and having meaningful relationships with your co um, co-workers, your colleagues, uh, all of that. It is there. There is a sense of comfort here that is very that is coming into play here, and I'm watching just this beautiful energy kind of rebuilding the you, and you're emerging out of this more upsetting kind of patterns that we we all have and it's almost as if they're flaking away they're dissolving away and it's enabling you for the first time in a long time to really feel connected with yourself and whole and as a result there's a very interesting thing going on with the symbol of the half pipe the part the positive part now is it was equal where the positive and the negative the half pipe was exactly equal, but now the positive side is actually getting lower. In other words, the negative side is still really high, so it's sort of a funny-looking half pipe because it's not really half. The The positive part is getting lower. Now, you might think, well, that's weird. Why isn't it getting higher? Well, the reason it isn't getting higher is because it's now bringing you closer to the sense of balance, the, the, the in-between. You're moving down closer to being at a balanced place with this feeling uh, with the positive in your life. It, you are bringing it into a place without that horrible propellant that you you were providing for yourself simply from many, many past lives. And I see the energies, just they're just going mad in the past nows and the future nows, cleaning and cleansing. And I, I often call it like scrubbing bubbles because the energy goes in and it scrubs away the scum, the residue, the false beliefs, the upsets, the hurts, the pains, the misunderstandings, all of this stuff. And it is very powerful, this energy, because it's cleaning and cleansing everything. Now, the interesting thing is if, you, if you're impelled for whatever reason to, to go down the half pipe again, you get very little, you get very little speed because the half pipe now on that side is starting so much lower. You're not going to get the speed up to get to the top of the more negative. So that is telling me right now that you have already broken uh, some of this pattern. However, because I'm still seeing the negative in the same place, it's a real indicator to me that the we have to work on the negative. So we bring that side down. We don't want it still to be there in existence because we can always, um, it's still operational underneath. It's the other part of the pattern that we haven't yet addressed. And the interesting thing is that um, a lot of things are coming to me about this side of the pattern for you. Okay, so now I want you to see yourself or imagine yourself at the top of this negative side, and immediately what's coming up is fear. Um, you recognize this place. You don't like it. You're afraid of it. You have been there many times. You've had great poverty. You've had great dis um, discouragement, great uh disappointment in your career in life 
and you don't like this place, you find it's the place where you have a lot of loss, if you get in that place, people you care about turn you turn you away or leave you or abandon you and betray you. So I want all of those patterns. I want you to see, experience, know, imagine that the energy is moving in to neutralize betrayal, fear, abandonment, loss, grief. Wow, there's just a ton of really, really terrible stuff here because this is what you feel and have experienced in the place of lack. So this energy is working on lack, the lack of success, the lack of joy, the lack of love, the lack of, of happiness. It's work on the lack in your life, the lack of feeling good about yourself, the lack of balance. And it's just working its magic because I'm already seeing that side of the half pipe beginning to lower. Now, it's still there because there's a lot more here. So wait a minute. Let me see what else we can get here. All right, the interesting thing is the propellant to go to the other side, just like you have that motivation to get back on the half pipe and leave the good you were experiencing, all of that, that propellant you were feeling inside and that gave you, put you back on the half pipe, which led you to the, to the place of the, the more negative place of lack and upset and all of that. Um, there is almost the opposite propellant here. Now, just keep in mind that I work on the patterns that are holding you back. So you would you would have a propellant, for example, where you wanted to try to have the good, and that would be part of the propellant to get off the the top of the negative side and go back over to the positive. But you have you have something here that's working against that desire, and here's what it is: the fear of failure. Big fear of failure here. And I want you to, and boy, don't we all have it, Chris. I don't want you to feel like you're the only one. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. We all have it. We have our own unique mix. We have our own degree of whatever. And it's all very complicated, interrelated. But I want you to begin to work on your fear of failure because it is really here. It's almost like if I don't try, I can't fail. So there is a resistance or a, a digging in of the heels on this side of the half pipe because you have not wanted to try for fear of failure. You don't want to let yourself down yet again. And it's all about letting the self down, the disappointment of the self, also disappointing other people. I see a, definitely a pattern here where Okay, there's a belief system here that you try to please other people. You read out what they want to, what you think they want to hear or what you think they think is important, and then you try to match their expectations. And unfortunately, you, for the most part, you misread them. For the most part, you are misinterpreting them. And we do all do that. Misinterpretations are rife for all of us. And I want you to begin to neutralize the pattern, the belief that you have to, that it's important to figure out what somebody else wants, and then you have to then match it and be whatever somebody else wants. Because there's there's definitely part of you that doesn't 
feel that you're worth anything just by being you. And so I'm watching the energies beginning to dissolve all this just by being you situation. You know, that you can't just be you. This belief that you have to be someone else that matches what other people want. And this is very, this, this is, okay, here's what's happening with this. The, um, it's almost like a new idea for you. It's not an idea that's foreign to you as such. In some ways, it seems to be appealing to you just to be you, but it's also new. There's an inexperience here. It's like you don't know how that's going to work because you have been successful, in fact, in many, many situations and conditions with being, with matching what is wanted. Um, okay, so there's been situations where you have matched what other people wanted, and as a result, you have gotten moved up in status. Your status has increased. You've gotten a better place in court, so to speak. You've gotten better jobs. You've gotten more money. But at the base of all of that, you still carry this tremendous self-doubt this, this tremendous belief, well, I just was able to figure that out. And I'm really not worth what I got. I really don't deserve what I got. So here we have this on this side too. So let's let's work on this too again. It's a constant thing of undermining the self. And as a result, you have a resistance at some level to actually trying just being yourself. Now, what I want to say is often we go to that either-or place. Well, if I neutralize this pattern where I'm trying to be what somebody else wants me to be instead of being myself, if I neutralize that pattern and then I'm myself and I'm not successful at it or I can't figure out who I am, well, then I'm going to fail. But what I want to say is it's not really an either-or situation. It's really a opportunity to neutralize the knee-jerk reaction to try to be somebody else. It's a way to pay more attention to the self, to become more whole, more self-connected, more self-aware. Because if we get rid of a knee-jerk reaction, all of these things we've been neutralizing are knee-jerk reactions. They're sort of autopilot that we're carrying at the unconscious level, at the soul level. And so when we neutralize, it isn't to propel you to the other side of the polarity. It's to help you have true choice, to have real choice in your life, to treat each situation and each condition individually and make your be as discerning and objective as possible and slowly come to discover that you have worth simply by being who you are. It will help unfold more of your gifts and talents. It will help you connect on a deeper level with people. It puts a lot of, uh, you may not have thought this, and I'm sure you didn't mean this to happen on any conscious level, but when we expect, if we, what happens is if we act a certain way, because we believe that's what they want, and then they don't react back to us in the way we expect, we can either blame them or blame ourselves. We can feel like a failure again because we're expecting 
something specific from that person. And again, it's the goal, the end goal viewpoint. And I really want to work on that end goal viewpoint. I want you to release and neutralize and or flood the whole idea throughout your beingness of the end goal, the one answer, the one solution, the one person, the one job. Because that end goal scenario has so many pitfalls. Now, while you've been doing this neutralizing, I have been watching this side of this half pipe coming down lower and lower. It's very exciting to me because it tells me you're doing a good job and I'm really seeing the energy moving in through and around the totality of your beingness. And now I really feel like it's be, it's the, the negative side is pretty much matching at, on the level of the, the positive side. And it's a pretty small half pipe. It's really tiny because you have reaching toward the center of balance so much better. It is amazing. And what this tells me is that your experiences on either side, whether you're having good moments in your life or negative moments, more negative moments or more difficult moments, it, it means it's going to be less intense. You're not going to be pulled into the emotionalizing of it, the, the devastation or the despair as much as you would have been or, or have been. So that is number one. Number two, it's not truly in balance yet. And my sense of it is that there's more issues that are out of balance that play into this. It's almost as if we can't completely balance this without tackling other issues that are playing out in your life pattern that are part of your belief system and, and all that you carry because everything is so intertwined and entangled in one another. So I feel like now, we have gotten as far as we can with this particular pattern. It's not completely healed, but it's as if I'm seeing it's being it's tied into other patterns. It's really connected to other patterns, and we can't completely, as I said, we can't completely heal it. I mean, you know, one radio show, I wish I were able to fix everybody like that uh, in one short go. But you've taken some very big steps here, guys. You, Chris, you've taken some very big steps. There's just more to the story. Um, I'm now want to just check your energy. You are standing, however, symbolically. I'm seeing the reemergence of you. You're standing right at the center point in between. Instead of standing on either side. The emergent you is standing right in the center of balance, and I feel much more self-connection, much more I'm okay, as I said earlier, much more, um, much more open. There's an expansion of vision and uh, perception here. It's as if your eyes have been open. That that monocular or telescopic kind of viewpoint of the end goal is cha has changed. It's as if it's 
opening up and your viewpoint is really expanding. There's more acceptance. There's more possibilities here. There's more opportunities here. And there's also more anticipation here. There's an anticipation quality here, which feels really good because I didn't feel it really on either side. There was there wasn't anticipation. There wasn't feeling good. You, you just, it just really, um, I didn't feel it before, but I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it now. There's more anticipation. There's more of a knowing and a connection to your good and to your worth and to your self-love. The energy is still working around the edges. It's still dealing with um, a lot of the the blame and the um, criticisms and the judgments, the distrust, the, you know, the lack of trust, self-trust, the self-doubt, I should say. It's working on a lot of these areas that are all part of what we worked on. And I think that those will continue to be processing. Um, the higher self are indicating to me that, yes, they will. They're going to continue to process the healing. And I do feel like... The there's they, the higher self put often put a, a cocoon of energy around someone who's uh, to help them amount, acclimate to help them acclimate and continue to do the processing of the healing. It's it's a lot of shift you've gone through in a short amount of time. I don't know how it will play out, but I think that you will notice some differences, little shifts here or there, new ideas coming in or thinking an idea that you'd rejected before and now you're going to you're more open to it. In the beginning the shifts are just are slight, you might not even realize that some of them have to do with the healing and that's okay. It's it's not about um validating anything. It's just about going out. There's that inexperience that I talked about a little bit earlier. Your emergence is coming out, but it's an inexperience coming from an inexperienced place. You haven't been in, quite in this place for a very long time, standing in the center in a much more balanced place, in a much more whole place. You haven't been there for a long time because of this pattern you've had of the half pipe. <laughs> so there is an experience here. There's a little trepidation, a little bit of trepidation here, and that's okay. We're going to get the energy to work on the trepidation. And what we want to put in and what we want to be the the biggest part is the joy of the anticipation of the new that you are creating. This is going to be exciting. It's, it's a first step and I feel a rather large one for the rest of your life. And hopefully you eventually take up the practice yourself. You can always ask for another healing. I'm always open. You can... Ask the friend of a friend of a friend or however it got to me to to request another healing, and I'm happy to do it on the radio show as I am for anyone. So anyway, with that, the time-space continuum is not being closed down, but the higher self are indicating to me that the healing is done, and you are being moved into this energetic field we call the healing circle. It's just an energetic field that the higher self man 24-7 and they work on healing, uh, processing healing for anybody, any person, any situation, any condition, anything. 
for anyone. So you're being placed in the healing circle. And with that, I do see uh, the symbol of the wagon wheel dissolving. We're still being held and joined in one accord. We're still in the forever now moment, which is interesting. So I guess the higher selves are wanting to keep the forever now moment while I continue to discuss this polarity thing, uh, the polarity stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit in la-la land. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but Whew. anyway. Just as a quick review for those people who are new, what do I mean by polarities? Well, it just simply means opposites. And we're often conditioned in the humanity. All of the humanities are conditioned in that either-or viewpoint. And we see things as right, wrong, black, white, up, down, all of that. And it's a significant. it's significant. It's an important issue to look at. Why? Because the polarities are mutually exclusive. So if you're in the right camp, Whatever you think is right, a camp that feels differently than you has to be wrong, if you see what I mean. So it's exclusive in nature. The polarity issue is exclusive in nature instead of inclusive. And it this is very, uh, it breeds conflict. It closes off understanding, communication, resolution, opportunities. It closes so many things, and it holds us stuck. Now, I'm sure you remember me saying many times, guys, when we believe something, it acts as an automatic cap, an automatic limiter. So if we're in any one of these polar camps, of course, we've created a limiter, and that's as high as the concept is going to rise for us. So the goal is, to to dissolve that either-or, right-wrong, knee-jerk reaction for the polarities. Uh, it, the goal is to dissolve it so that we can move into a place of balance, a place of understanding, a place much less conflict because we, we understand, we see all sides, and we want to undo this automatic autopilot conditioning that we all have. And I think I said this in the first time, but uh, on the polarities, the one thing that, nah, I don't need to repeat that. I've got plenty to talk about. So never mind. Please listen to my early earlier polarities, <laughs> my earlier uh, discussions on, on the polarities. Okay. No matter how enlightened we are in this life, um, even if we're inclusive in nature, and I did mention this earlier, when, if we come from that polarity viewpoint, the, no, strike that. No matter how inclusive we are in this life, no matter how open our viewpoint is, trust me, we've had so many lives where we haven't been there because no one was there. We were in societies where it was all about polarities, all about right, wrong, powerful, weak, you know, power, weak, all of these kind of opposites that we played out of in lifetime after lifetime. So it's important because they still affect us. We just had that healing. I, Chris, that was a great opportunity for my listeners to hear that healing because it was so 
polar, so polar opposites, and that's so normal. We all have that. Okay, now today, I've talked about a lot of polarities, but today I want to talk about the half empty versus the half full. Okay, and as always, guys, I'm the best resource, for example, because the higher selves have taken the time to explain to me my own issues, my own patterns. Sometimes it gets a little old for me. It's like, okay, not again. But in fact, it's really been great because I have so many examples to share with you to illustrate what I'm talking about. And I, one of the best ones is this half empty and half full. And just like with Chris, here he is on feeling good, you know, in the in the good part of his life, on this upside of the half pipe, and he's still not happy. Okay, he's still something's propelling him. Many things are propelling him to go down and get out of that happy place and go to the other side, and that's that's why, exactly why we want to understand these polarities more and more, so we don't keep swinging back and forth. Okay. Now, one day, I was working on bringing in more balance and harmony when the higher self, and it was just balance and harmony in general, you know, I work on myself a lot, and sometimes I don't have a specific issue, so I pick something general, and surprise, surprise, what came up was the higher self introduced me to two polar halves of one of my soul viewpoints, and the best that I can explain explain it to you is there was a half full part of my soul and a half empty part. So I thought, okay, well, this is interesting. Now, the half empty part was full of cynicism. I distrusted the universe. I have the feeling that no amount of effort on my part could change anything, that nothing good can come of anything, that any power is devious and harmful, and that the devious always win. So there was distrust, disgust, distaste for people and society. Sounds pretty terrible, huh? And I, this part of me, this half-empty part, saw, saw humanity as having nothing to offer, saw that life was joyless and that, could, that it could provide me with little support or nourishment or anything. And there was also the idea that no matter what the effort I put in, it wasn't going to bring me anything, because for every two steps forward, it was going to one step back. I mean, does this sound like a real cynic, real half-empty viewpoint? It does, and I'm like getting this information going, what, what, what? Anyway, life to me was a waste of time, a futile exercise, completely meaningless. So who cares what I do, what I think, who I am? It makes no difference if I try to be productive and positive, because... Life is hopeless and I'll never win. Okay. Well, you have to know, I couldn't relate to this at all. Not at all. There was absolutely almost nothing in this picture of half of my soul that I could resonate with. A little bit of elements, I mean, distressed or doubt and little things here and there. Um, I, I really had a very difficult time relating to any of it, but I honestly took it all in. I learned... I figured it out. There's a lot of stuff we're not aware of. And then the higher selves indicated to me what about my half full. Now, the half full, I've known that I see with rose-colored glasses. I've been aware of that for a long time. 
Okay, so the so when they discussed the half full part of what I had and what I had taken on over my eons of time, it was all about the rose-colored glasses. But it was rose-colored glasses where trust is automatic. There was no significant amount of discernment. I had the belief that the universe will always provide, that all people are good for good for me. They're all good, period, true, honest. All life is a joy, a fabulous experience, and an opportunity to learn and grow. The thinking went that it was best to trust first, even if you get hurt, because any hurt is for our own good. I also thought I can do and be anything I want. I have the world at my fingertips, and nothing stands my way. So if anything goes wrong, it's my fault. Well, the energetic downsides of the half-empty may be really clear, but let me go over what the energetic downsides are of the half-full. <laughs> you probably all know. I'm talking to the choir, I'm sure. Let me give some examples. Part of this half-full was, I won't have friends if I don't trust them first. Acceptance by others is dependent upon my being positive and seeing only good qualities. If I don't like someone, it just means I have to try harder, as liking all people is expected and necessary. The, only, the universe only gives me what I need, so if someone or something is difficult, I need to make it work no matter what the cost. Now, this type of thinking resulted in disappointments, huge, discouragement, huge, a feeling of being used by other people, or situations or events that didn't play out the way I thought they would. It also carried a lot of self-judgment and criticism because my extreme belief systems were impossible to meet and maintain, and shame and guilt, of course, were rampant. Now, this was interesting to me because I could relate, as I said, to the rose-colored glasses about the half-full, but I only half-heartedly neutralized it up until this point, because there was a part of me that felt my ability to see good in people and in others and in situations, conditions was really only a positive thing. I, I had missed some of the negative corollaries or the negative assumptions that come along with that. And I also always wanted to lead with trust rather than distrust. Again, I was in that either or mentality. Well, if I don't lead with trust, then I'm going to lead with distrust. But it doesn't have to be either or. It's about being neutral and objective. But I always, I, I felt that I always wanted to lead with trust, even if it meant times of hurt or disappointment. And of course, on top of that, I couldn't relate to the cynical part at all. And it didn't seem to manifest in my life. But here it was. And I know the higher self would not have keyed me into it unless it was important for me to understand it and to neutralize it. They explained that this is a very common polarity. It's a common duality that we carry, that all of the humanities carry. Again, everybody has their own specific <clears throat> bent on it, their own degrees of each part. But for me, even though that cynical part wasn't, consciously present, it was still operating behind behind the scenes, alive and well in my soul space. It was still affecting me in my life. My half full part was also having an effect on me. 
because again, it held me to the two polar opposites. It was preventing me from moving into a state of balance. So I worked on it. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to take off the blinders because the blinders are really automatic pilot. I would automatically go to see the good in people, to trust people, to this, to that. That was so automatic that I really had no choice. And underlying it <clears throat> was that downside that I explained a little bit earlier uh, about feeling I had to trust people or people wouldn't like me and all of that. I don't need to repeat it. So, okay. I was out of balance and of course I went to work. I didn't want those automatic pilot, those knee-jerk reactions. I wanted to bring myself into a state of balance. And I, I have to truly say that I do find myself much more in balance. It doesn't mean that I've taken on cynicism. It doesn't. It's just that I'm more aware. It's as if blinders have come off my eyes. And I, you, if anybody who knows me, I am a trusting person, and I do tend to like everyone. But I don't force the situation anymore. If it, if it doesn't feel right for whatever reason, I don't criticize myself. I don't fall into, oh, well, life has given that given it to me. I have to make this right. I've been able to move into that neutral space so much more when I'm encountering situations and conditions. And it feels so much safer, really. It feels so much more, um, there's a lot of serenity in that place. And to give you a symbol, it's now like when I see a glass of water, Instead of seeing it half empty or half full, I see it as a glass of water. Just simply that. Now, once in a while, that rose-colored glasses will still have a pull on me. You know, when you neutralize, you don't get every little thing usually. So every once in a while, it would pull on me. And I said, but guess what? I'm aware now. I'm able to go in and say, okay. I did this knee-jerk reaction. I really went to that trust place without, you know, on the automatic pilot. And that turned out not to work out so good for me. And so I, was, I would be aware of it this time. Instead of just ignoring it or avoiding thinking about it or just living with it or whatever, I'm aware of it now and I would go in and I would neutralize it. And so what I'm finding is that I'm making better choices I'm making better choices and it just it's a much calmer more secure kind of feeling so so anyway um i think i'm going to end there now guys i have <laughs> i have more to do on the polarities i have the poor rich which i'm sure you can't wait to hear and one other aspect about polarities that i want to bring to everybody's attention but I'm going to end there simply because with this expo coming up in two days, I have so much to do, don't you know? Uh, I do want to thank everyone for being part of the show. I want to thank Chris for bringing in the healing and encourage anybody and everybody else to either call in or write in. My email, again, is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. And I would love to have people calling in, giving me ideas for topics, giving me requests 
for healings or just commenting on whatever. The it, it, it's the show is for you all. I'm here for you. We're all in this together, and the show will becomes richer and has more depth and more meaning for everyone when everybody takes part. So I encourage everyone to do so. If you're unable to for whatever reason or you just like to listen, that's fine too. But for those of you who who are curious or do have a request or are want to make comments, I invite you to do it. Okay? Janet at JanetRichmond.com. And with that, I'm going to sign off and I will see or hear you, uh, whatever you, next week. <laughs> Oops. And have a good week. And I hope some of you can come to the the Expo. Again, it's the Conscious Life Expo, and it's the LAX Hilton. You can find it on the web, you know, Google Conscious Life Expo, and you'll get all the information. And it's the 6th, 7th, and 8th of February this coming weekend. Okay, guys, have a great week. Hope to see some of you at the Expo. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.